Radio Network. This is great. I, I can actually hear him, but I'm pretending like I can't. I just muted myself. Headphone. <laughs> Third attempt. Let's see what we got. Here we go. This is good. Is he still here? Is everybody I figure we, ha- we have time until Jerry comes back. Hello, testing. Testing. God damn it, now these don't work. You're really breaking up. Oh my god, you're there. Can you hear me better? You're really like muffled. Like it's almost like you're kind of there, but you're not. Is this muffled? Am I still muffled? (laughs) Can you hear me? (laughs) Shit. Damn it. Oh, this is great. (laughs) I'm such a dick. Welcome to Front Row Material! It's not for everyone! With Jerry Lynn! And I am going to blow you. Excuse me? And Mikey Whiprack! Out of the water. Here's your host, Mike Freeland! There you go. What? You're back. What? Is that better? Yeah. I don't have anything. You sound good. You're kind of coming in and out a little bit, but... I'm a little closer to the microphone. Is this better? Yeah, yeah. that's good. Okay. Let me let me plug my headphone in. Here I'll tell you what. Go. You sounded like really good. At, I just muted again, so he thinks I'm gone. Fuck, I lost him. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. God damn it. I'm a dick. <laughs> where do you keep going? What do you mean, where do I keep going? Oh, you're like there, and then you're not there. I hear like dead silence, and now you're back. Oh, yeah, because I was plugging in and out the headsets. It's like a shitty cell phone connection. Right now? You're kind of there, and then you're not there. I just muted again. See, he he doesn't know this, but I just muted him. Is right now a bad connection? (laughs) Oh, hell. (laughs) (laughs) So what kind of computer you got there? It's a a Dell. Hmm. Interesting. Is 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 it bad right now? No, when you're there, you at first you were muffled a little bit, but you but now you're you're there. Okay, but you kind like you kind uh, keep disappearing on me. Shit, I don't know what's going on. I haven't done anything different than I have any other weeks. I'm using a different pair of headphones. Are they causing some sort of cross contamination or some shit? I have no idea. I've gone through three pairs. It's pretty fucked up. It is. It's a good thing we're waiting for Jerry. And what? I muted again. I guess I'll keep playing Wordscapes while you're doing this. What? You, you just dropped out of... H- hold on. I, I'm going to get a fourth pair. Hold on. Damn it. <laughs> I should send him to the store. Tell him to go to the store and buy a new pair. They're next to the beer with the orange uh, price tag on the pop top. Testing. Testing. There you go. Now you sound good. 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 All right, Jerry's calling. Hold on. Okay. Hi, Jerry. Hey, I forgot we had a power 
was out, so I turned it on, and now it's working on updates. Oh, good. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, right. Freelance have all kinds of microphone problems here. Oh, yes? Yeah. Well, hold, hold, hold on a second. Is he on the telephone with you, or is he on the, the computer with all of us? Jerry. Jerry. Yes. I keep fucking with Freeland. I keep muting myself, and I get I make him think that it's his headphones and his microphone cutting out. Are you there, watch, Mike? I'll, I'll, watch, I'll bring it back on. Watch. Hold on. Hey, hey, Mike, you there now? I'm here. I'm here. I'm absolutely you keep, here. You keep fading out. I'm not trying to do nothing. I'm, I'm, trying, to have a, I'm trying to have a three-way conversation here with you, me, and Jerry, and you keep dropping. As the computer is going through updates, he said. Mine's not. My, yeah, I'm not my, going through my, updates. It, 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 uh, Updates. Yeah, so I don't know what, you know, what the fuck's going on over there. Are you fucking with me? You're there, right and then now, you're not seriously. there, and then you're... See, now i got to mute I again, have, Jerry. You're, no, guys, <laughs> I don't know what I've done differently. He's like, he's like freaking out. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So as Jerry goes through updates, we'll be here for like another week. Does he know how much longer his updates are going to be? How much longer is your updates? Does it give you like a percentage? It says Windows, getting Windows ready, don't turn off your computer. Oh, oh my you know what God. That means. that means go, do, go visit that handicap stall. Yeah. <laughs> Bring a blue chew and a screwdriver. That's it. <laughs> Make sure it's not a flathead. Make sure it's a Phillips. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Only us. 37 complete, 42%. Oh, we're, oh, we're going up there. We're, we're getting percentage. 51, 68, 88, 92. Why did it skip 69? <laughs> I know. It's fucked up. Right? 94. I hate this computer. <laughs> But it loves you so. But it doesn't help that we don't have internet here either. Did it, any update on that? No. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Does he have running water yet, or, or what's going on here? Mike's being a wise ass wondering if you have running water. <laughs> yes. Mike, he, he took a really long pause, and all he said was, yes. Last week it's me with the fucking cue ball, and now you're fucking with Jerry like he's a fucking uh, redneck with no indoor plumbing. Yeah. What does he think? We drink a lot of water and take turns peeing on each other for a shower. <laughs> People pay extra for that. <laughs> I, I, I've heard. <laughs> wow. How handsomely do they pay? <laughs> that depends where you are in the country. They make it rain. <laughs> in New York wow. City, in New York City, that's a premium. What's it doing now? Ninety-eight percent. No, it's past that. It's doing the circling dots below the Dell emblem. Oh, oh, he's oh got mine's got to see. No wonder you're both fucking having problems. There was a uh, we had a Dell laptop at work, and this thing was like from like 2010, oh. and it was having problems. My boss was playing with it. I said, I'll fix it. I know the problem. So I took it to my desk and I brought it back to him. I go, I fixed it. He 
goes, what was the problem? I go, I go ahead and open it up. So he opened up the laptop. I had a picture of a farmer. I go, yeah, you had a farmer in the Dell. That's your problem. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my God. Nice. All right, the home screen is loading. It's partially up. Man, this is forever. I can get my Hootis up a lot faster than this. Oh, really? <laughs> Just like to make the comment that Jerry's made the first dick comment of the evening. We've been waiting really? so long, my buzz is wearing off. Microsoft OneDrive not responding. I didn't click for a OneDrive. Oh, Jesus. Close that <laughs> Oops. Did you just say close that shit? <laughs> wow. Kayfabe. Sin. I'm getting in trouble. I'm getting in trouble. Come on. What? I'm going to scream. God said, you motherfucker. <laughs> Booby liquor. Yeah. This thing takes forever to pop up. Like a dead willy. <laughs> Jerry Lynn. <laughs> I'm yes. back. Oh no. I don't want Rigamortis. <laughs> oh, come on, please. Alright, I'm waiting for it to download Skype here. Fuck. <laughs> it's almost there. I think we're good. Oh, oh, that sweet was torturous. Mother of God. Ooh, the libations. This this is Helltown. Buffy Hazy IPA. Nice. Oh, sounds good. I'm going to sample it right now. Ooh, that's good. Did you get that's, that's really good. Did you get a six pack? Indeed, I did. Nice. Now, do you? Where do you get that? The grocery, or do you get it at like a? I get it at the local Valero with the fucking orange price tag on the pop top. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Same place I go. <laughs> no, I get it at the local uh, beer distributor. Okay. Here, where they have you can uh, make your own six pack. I like that. Indeed. Mix and match, if you will. Mm -hmm. This is pretty good, this beer here. It's a bit... You know what I've got? It's a little bit bitter. I have Dasani purified water. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pam started this 28-day challenge, so I'm going to do it with her. So, What does that mean? means I have to be good for 28 days. What? Oh. The diet, exercise, everything. No. Fuck that. Did you say no? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You can't have beer for 28 days? Well, I think occasionally you can have a cheat day. I'll, I'll ask her. Aha. Uh -huh. What if you have a cheat uh, night right now? <laughs> I got nothing. Cash it I in. Nothing. You got nothing? Got nothing in the fridge. Nothing. Wow. Like an indoor dry county here. Damn. Fuck that. I know. 
Mm. I took a little precaution this afternoon when I got home from work. You you double bagged it. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, in in a way, I did. It was uh, See? when I went and did the poop patrol, like yeah. I always do. Come home, clean the cat litter, go pick up the dog poop. I went around to the side of the house where I had the incident with the weed eater, and sure enough, poop. there was a rather large pile of cat poop there. So I bagged everything up and rebagged it again so it wouldn't make the garbage stink to high heaven. Well done, Jerry. So I think I'm safe next time doing the weed eating. Hopefully I won't have another industrial accident. Yeah, we don't want that. No, that was that was horrible. I think I'm permanently scarred from that one. Jerry Lynn <laughs> covered in cat poop. <laughs> oh, thanks for the reminder. Ah, Jerry, you seem to have a bit of cat poop <laughs> hanging to the bridge of your nose. <laughs> Gross. Jerry Lynn. <laughs> oh, shit. Who am I talking to? This is me, Undertaker. Jeez. Do you want your penis to have rigor mortis? No. Take your blue chew. If I don't? It will be flaccid. I don't want a dead willy. I better get get on the horn to bluechew.com, right? Bluechew.com will give your penis rigor mortis. <laughs> it will be stiff. Oh, wait. wait, oh, rigor mortis makes you, that's when you get stiff, right? Well done, Jerry. <laughs> You're fucking up my shtick. I was having a blonde moment, sorry. I'm trying I'm trying to promote Blue Chew and the effects of it. I'll give you a hard wiener. I mean bluechew.com. We'll give you a That's right, it's bluechew.com. Blue I can't stand it. I can't. Uh, and when you walk as slow as I do, you're late to the bedroom. So it works twice as fast. It could. It could possibly work twice as fast. It'll make your wife say, Oh, yes! (laughs) And your penis will not. Rest in peace, Pussy Willow. Remember, that's BlueChew.com. Use promo code ECW. Get your first order for free. All you got to pay is the $5 for shipping and handling, guys. Don't worry. Chew it and do it. A friend of mine asked me he was going to get me tickets for something this weekend, and I told him I can't. I'm in Austin, Texas this weekend. And he says, and that is why you are poop. So you can tell he's an avid listener of the podcast. Wow. Thanks to Annabelle. Now I have friends referring to me as poop. That's that's great. Like Tracy Smothers says, storm my life. Everybody dies. So I had to call somebody at work. 
yesterday. And I called up, and they answered the phone. <laughs> and I'm like, holy fuck. Because, because when Jerry and I end our normal conversations on the phone, it's like, okay, Jerry, gotta go. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Send my love to Pam and Annabelle. And that's, and that's how we talk back and forth. So when this lady answered the phone like that, I went, holy shit. Do you know Jerry Lynn? <laughs> and she got all excited. She goes, oh, the wrestler? I go, yeah. She goes, she goes, oh, yeah, I know him. Do you know him? I go, no. <laughs> it reminds me of our cleaning lady at work. Oof. Let, let me give you a clue. Have you seen any pictures? Like, did you guys watch the Raw reunion? Yes. Some of I didn't watch it, but I saw video clips on Twitter and stuff. Of RVD? Yes. That's what she reminds me of. I mean, Rob, it looked like he could barely open his eyes. Good for him. He was he was hired in a giraffe's schnoony. <laughs> a giraffe's what? Schnoony. Is that another name for Willie? Sort of. Okay. What do you mean sort a of? A female giraffe. Oh. Oh. Since the last time we talked, anything new with either one of you? Anything new in the, the world of Jerry Lynn or Mikey Whipwreck? Oh, I, I guess I did do a, a meet and greet at a GCW show they had here in Nashville. Nice. How was that? It started at 2 o'clock and I had to leave the intermission because I had to go to Publix and go grocery shopping and stuff. What in the fucking hell is going on? You've got to be kidding me. That's Matt's fault because that is Pam... Making her smoothie. <laughs> See? Oh my he god. He doesn't know what he started. Wow. Oh, wow. Double blended. <laughs> Extra fucking ice. <laughs> Gotta make sure it's nice Extra and creamy. Ice. Oh. oh, so anyway, the GCW show was fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna send her a message right now. You're gonna. You are. Yes. And I'm gonna say, keep it down, lady. Okay, do it. All right, hold on. Oh no. Oh 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 no. You're gonna hear her yell from the kitchen. No, she won't yell. Whoa. She must have just read it. (laughs) 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 Oh. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. What was that? That didn't sound good. That might have been like a. A butcher block with a large knife hitting it. Well, there goes your Christmas card this year, Mikey. Hopefully she doesn't pick up her phone. <laughs> oh, no. What'd you put on it? Oh, so I said, keep it down, lady. <laughs> with oh, four exclamation God. points. Do you have your phone? Go look at your phone. Mikey DM'd you. You got to go read. He said, take a look at your phone. She says she's been walking and working out while we've been lazy and sitting. Wow. Wow. Never mind about the DM. (laughs) Nothing to see there. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, Lord, help us. Lord, help us all. Yep. So I'm glad life's been okay for you guys and things have been kind of calm and whatnot. Oh, and the, the... 
the GCW show was fun. It was great. Was it? Yeah, it was awesome. So it was a daytime show, was, right? Yeah, yeah, it was at a bar. Ah, oh, what was it called? The Basement East. And uh, the crowd was rowdy. Nice. It, 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 it reminded me of an ECW crowd. They were there to have a great time and a party, and it was. And I got to see Tracy Smothers. And he said after the first few matches, what am I going to do? He says, they've done everything. What am I going to do? I said, Tracy, all you got to do is go out there and say, Mikey, everybody dies. Everybody dies. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. You're not going to believe what your wife just said to me. Oh, no. I, I said, keep it down, lady. And I put a winky face. Uh-huh. She replied, I made it quick, just like Jerry is. <gasps> no, she did. you're just saying that because I hold, said something about Ron no, Perlman. No, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you. Screen okay. capture it. I That's, did, hold on. That's tremendous. Oh god. Uh, she's the fucking best. I tell you what, Jerry, you picked a winner. <laughs> she's a fucking keeper. That's fucking that was a that was a great comeback right there. Oh yeah. She's good. I can't even compete with her. Oh, I, she did. <gasps> wow. I, she did. I can't. What was that? <laughs> Mikey said it. Not. Oh, yeah. She's just ignoring me now and slurping really loud out of her straw. Oh. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> she just says, what? She's. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. What? Oh yeah, don't yes dear me. Oh, that's funny. Trying to sound all sweet. Oh boy, I can't. I made it quick. Like Jerry. Okay, <laughs> alright. Oh, Who's that? That's okay. Angel. Oh. She what just replied. You're quick too. Are <laughs> <laughs> you serious? Oh my! Oh, yeah. I forgot. This wow. is all over the Twitter universe. What the hell's going on here? Wow! Oh my God, they're they're killing us here. Man, uh. no warning, no incoming, nothing. <laughs> no, just Jeez. out of the blue, bam. Yeah. <laughs> well, it comes. It's just too quick. Oh, no, it isn't. Man. Hold on, what you say now? Oh no! And I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! <sighs> Welcome to another episode of. Hey, Front what happened to that fucking material. contest that you were gonna fucking have everybody on? That you said you'd take care of. Ha- Can I give you an update on that? Just, I'm just waiting. give me like 14 seconds to get this out. Welcome to another... You don't have to get anything out. We've been going for six hours. Let's go. Did you guys get any feedback from last week's episode? Anybody else reach out to you? I think someone said... Let me look. (laughs) I think someone did mention that they went and listened to the Drop Pie episode again. Oh, great. Nice. Of all the episodes, Drop Pie. Yeah, Mikey. Mikey was kind of bashing us last week. If if you're just uh, you kind of joining about? us, well, you were saying that everything prior to what we do now should be, and I quote, "burned." Am I right on that, Jerry? Burned was the phrase used. 
Possibly. I think it was. Who's the shits? It was not, that stuff's not bad. It's not bad material. The material's okay, but the quality was just dreadful. Well, it's like ECW, right? I mean, production's not always of the highest of quality. It has that rugged look and sound to it. Speaking, Speaking of production, I have something very interesting. A lot of ECW fans may or may not be aware of the production that was done back in the day in ECW. Now, I, I do want to ask you this, Mikey. I want to make sure I get this correct. I'm sure this is someone you know. Is this individual's name pronounced Ron Buffon? Yes, as opposed yes. to before when you said, is it, is it Buffon or Buffoon? I'm just, I'm just saying I want to make sure I get it right. Well, come on now. So I did not know this until I did a little bit of research, but when I was researching Ron, um, damn, it was interesting. So <laughs> what? When Do I look help- like a Rosenthal to you? <laughs> <laughs> when people were watching That's a, a lot of... to one of our old shitty episodes. It was not shitty. It was that... What? Jerry, it Sounded gotta- shitty. Oh, God. No, no that no. was not shitty. Here's the story for Ron Simmons. So, ECW, when in its infancy, and this was before you needed identification to get on the plane, Paul would call and he would get bereavement flights to get this kind of flights into the town. So he would he would look up a newspaper and say Orlando. He would see who the fuck died. And he would call the airline and get an, a bereavement flight, a cheaper fare, last minute fare. And, or he would use the frequent flyer miles and he would book it. So at one point we were going down to Florida and there were about six Paul Heymans on the flight and a couple of Rosenthal's on the flight. <laughs> so we're down in Miami and it's supposed to be, is it Miami? Oh, where's it? Anyway, it's supposed to, we're down in Miami and Ron Simmons is supposed to be on the show. We're on no shows. No word from Ron. Nope. You know, this is before cell phones and things. Nobody knows where the fuck he is. We do that. He just no showed. So we're the next night. We're in Orlando and Ron pulls up with his wife in his car and he's pissed. So we're sitting down talking and he goes, so we're like, you know, Ron, what happened? He goes, you know, I had to drive down here from Atlanta. And we're like, well, why didn't Paul get you a flight? A flight. And I tell you something. He goes, they would let me on the damn plane. I said, why? He goes, do oh, I look no. like a Rosenthal to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. When you were watching on ECW TV, uh, a lot of the pre-match interviews that uh, were happening, obviously, during the television program and some even post-match shows, you know those weren't all done in the ECW arena. If that's what you think, I have something else to share with you. Well, that big ECW banner in the background, that was to cover up the fact that some of those promos were done in someone's basement. So, Mikey, before I go on and tell more of this story, a lot of fans have seen, obviously, Behind the Mat, and they've seen the scene where Joey Styles is doing a promo, and there is a woman who is ironing on an ironing board, and it's in someone's house, obviously. What do you remember about this, and was this pretty typical, or did they just do little one-offs at this uh, at this guy's basement? No, they had the studio, 
the editing studio was uh, like a den, converted den. Uh, you know, small room, maybe, you know, like a 10 by 12 room, maybe, was a studio in, in the house. And if they needed Joey to do promos or they, you know, Taz or Dreamer, or somebody drive up um, to cut promos live in the studio, the big banner was hanging in the basement. And so that's this, where we did them. So this was in the basement of Ron's house, correct? Yes. Gotcha. So it was it was affectionately referred to as the studio, correct? It was the studio. It was the studio. Because okay. they had a studio. I mean, it was, a, you know, it was, like I said, a converted den. Okay. So was the woman ironing, was that just put in there for entertainment purposes? Or was there sometimes someone down there doing laundry? No, that, that would happen all the time. Wow. And that wouldn't throw anybody off if somebody was ironing or whatever? No, you got used to it. Nice. We're professional. <laughs> well, to give you a little more insight on Ron, Ron was the ECW producer who was responsible for editing and creating these segments, like I said before, that you did see on ECW Programming Weekly. Um, and you got to figure, too, when, when we were doing promos, there could have been 15, 20 guys watching as you're cutting a promo. When we did them all in the old travel lodge. Right. You know, we go up to the, we go up to the top floor cutting promos and everybody be hanging out, hanging around waiting. Okay. So, so, so take if you me. hadn't gone yet, if you would, if you didn't get your pass that you were done for the night and you were hanging up there, people cut the promos, you just be quiet while they're doing their take and you'll watch. So, okay. So at, at, at Ron's house in the studio yeah, where Ron's mom was doing whatever, you know, it's, it's their home. And you could have fifteen guys down there at one time. Not, just not not down there. Not down the there. Okay, but I'm saying if the you know, in the arena, right. doing promos or, like I said, the travel lodge on the top floor. After a show, I mean, we'd all just be you know, and even if you did get a pass, you go down to the bar, get a couple of drinks, come up with a couple of cocktails, and you could watch the other guys cut their promos. Interesting, but there'd be you know at the studio it could have been, you know. Three or four people. Not everybody would go down there. Right. Like if I was up there with Dreamer and Taz was all up there, you know, maybe Cactus would come up. You know, maybe Cactus Paul and, you know, Ron or Charlie would go down there. And the other guys would stay up top. So just, just down to earth, mom and dad helping out their son who's, you know, doing the production for this company. Yeah. They think it was uh, very normal. Okay. They, they, after a while, they didn't think anything of it. Up, oh, the crazy guys are here cutting cutting fake wrestling promos. <laughs> you didn't get locked in the basement at all, like at Cactus's, did you? No. Had you ever been to Cactus's house? Yeah, he locked me in the basement. Oh God! I didn't tell you the story. No, we we never heard about being locked into in Cactus's basement. But but really quickly before we get off of Ron here, so. Fill people in a little bit about Ron, because when we would watch ECW programming on TV, I, I like the style. I like the way he did things. Um, it, obviously, it was kind of, it was gritty. You know, some of those adjectives that we had used in the past describing the style, the the brand of what ECW was. But can you tell me a little about Ron, what kind of a person he was, and how did he end up getting associated with the company? Uh I don't know how they got involved in the company exactly, but it was Ron and Charlie. They had their their own little thing, the little, little company they were doing. 
I don't know if they had done wrestling before, but I remember the first night they were in was in Florida. And I remember I got thrown through the ring and Charlie didn't move out of the way. And I kicked and broke the camera. <laughs> Their first night in. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought I was going to have a hefty bill to pay. What was the outcome of that? Did you... No, Charlie said, it was, Charlie said it was his fault for not moving out of the way. Oh, my God. That I, that I was just doing, you know, just having my match and doing what I was supposed to do. And it was his fault for not getting out of the way. Okay. So had, had was Ron and Charlie partners, obviously, prior to coming to ECW together? I believe so, yeah. Okay. And Charlie did the handheld, and Ron always did the hard cam. Nice. So any of the weird shots where the guys, the camera's going like side to side and shit like that? Right. That was usually Charlie. So it was also saying here in my research that basically Ron's parents' house had wrestlers literally at any hour of the night getting stuff done. Yep. So if you got a phone call or whatever and you needed to go down there, that was just very commonplace. Oh, I got to go over to, over to Ron's. Yeah, I remember a couple times Paulie calling me, Mikey, I really need you in the studio today. Okay. That was it. You get to the studio. Now, l- let me ask you both this question. Were you a both? I know we, we kind of touched upon this before. When it comes to production and kayfabe and all that kind of stuff, beyond the mat, um, I personally really, really enjoyed it, obviously, because being just a fan, it was neat to be able to see things you're not supposed to see. But do you feel like the movie itself, outside of telling a really good story, showed too much? Or do you felt like it 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 did what it was supposed to do? Because I know that WWE was very unhappy because the fact that that was not supposed to be a theatrical release. But it ended up becoming a theatrical release. So were you guys cool with it? Or did you feel like, you know what, it kind of it pulled the curtain back too far? I liked it. I think the curtain was already pulled back wide open before that came out. So, yeah, I don't think it made a difference. This is just confirming it. (laughs) I thought it was good. You know, some people are not happy with the way they were portrayed in it. Right. I thought overall it was good. Have you guys seen any subsequent documentaries about wrestling or even specifically ECW outside of Beyond the Mat that kind of went into some... No, I've heard of some other ones, but I've never seen them. I've seen... Barbed Wire City. Have you seen that, Mikey? No. Okay, so Barbed Wire City was out in 2013. The unauthorized story of ECW. God, there's so much. I feel like you guys are like Bigfoot, you know? It's like there's so many things. Like, people can't get enough of ECW. Because I feel like I it, was, it was that cool, the cool place where everybody was. You know what I mean? Where the Attitude Era really began. Where... All the work shoot stuff really started, and then everybody else kind of just ripped off of it in their own ways. I've never been compared to Bigfoot before. Well, you, you know what I mean, though. It, it's it, ECW. I know, because it, people keep coming around the house looking for my droppings. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Wow. I don't even believe that. It just kind of surprises me. Do you, Mikey, do you choose not to watch some of these because why I lived it? 
Or are you ever curious to hear, oh, that's not accurate or that's not true? Does any of that ever pique your interest or are you at the point where you're like, you just don't care? I just don't care. I, n- I never like to watch myself anyway. I've seen only like five or six of my own matches. But I'm very I'm very critical of myself. So for me to watch myself, it's very difficult because I just get angry. When would you say was the last time you've actually watched one of your matches? Give me a give me a time frame here. Uh, on this show. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. That's probably the last time I seen one of mine too. Do you think everybody, or at least a lot of people, are of that mindset? They don't want to go back and watch their own stuff. Well, when I was wrestling, I would just to uh, learn. And go, why did I do that? That was stupid. Stuff like that. See, sometimes I would know I did something stupid. I go, oh. Like when I took a a, a Boston Crab. <laughs> that was a Texas Clover Leaf. <laughs> you didn't have a choice. I shot on you. You did, you stiff prick. Yeah, right. <laughs> So you kind of touched upon, obviously, getting back to the to the production side of ECW and, and kind of wrapping up here with, with Ron. You said you also did stuff at the Travel Lodge. So was it in a room, in one of the hotel rooms, or was it in one of their, you know, open areas? Or how, how did that go down? The top floor was just, there were no rooms. It was like an open, they might have had a few rooms up there, but they had a whole, it was a, like a wide open area up there. And everybody would just hang out. And so they, I assume they put backdrops up and then obviously some audio equipment and you guys just cut promos? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it was just obviously it was in the, you know, in the hotel or just a, a generic room. And maybe this can go for both you guys. But let me ask you this, you know, whether you were at Ron's parents' house or you at the travel lodge and, and people were watching, was there anybody that either one of you guys saw and you thought, you know, damn, the, the one take and they've got it? Or the minute they step in to do it, they just, they're locked in and, and it doesn't take more than one or two takes and they're done. Was there anybody like that who was that fluid and that good? Cactus could be if he was on a roll. He could just let him rip. Now, would, you, would there be a chance that you would do more than one? Would you do a series of them so they could splice them up and put them on different weeks? Or Oh, yeah, because Paul was doing that Pulp Fiction thing, too, where he would just take clips of promos and put them all together. Right. Jerry, who did... Who did you watch when it came to doing the promos? ECW and maybe somewhere else that when everyone was gathered around, everyone was kind of like, wow, they they really get locked in for these things. And, and they either get intense or they're just really fucking good. Like, was there anybody that stands out that didn't necessarily need to take four, five, six tries to get, get it down? They could just knock it out? Yeah, um, there's a few. Like, years ago when I first started, I'd watch Hogan. Let me tell you something, brother. Uh, the Rock. When I was in WWF, I'd watch The Rock. And it was just amazing. He'd just rattle it off. The other thing is, I wonder this, and both you guys can jump in with this one. When it comes to the promos themselves, I mean, obviously ECW had a bunch of people watching. Was that the same in other promotions like the WWF and WCW? Or was it ever a closed-door situation? Did anybody you know ever request that, you know what, I'd rather just do this me and the cameraman, the director? Or was it one of those deals where, no, this is how it works. If someone's watching, they're watching. No, I never heard anyone asking to do it in private. No, me neither. 
Oh, you know who I loved watching cut promos when I was in Global was uh, Black Bart. Black Bart? I haven't heard that name in a while. He was awesome. And he'd have a big, huge wad of chew in his mouth, and he would just start going off, and you couldn't understand a word he was saying. It was hilarious. <laughs> and, he, you know, he'd just, all you'd hear is, that there, dad, gum, do, beep, 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 And it was, I, it, he was entertaining. He was fun to watch, cut a promo. Speaking of people who, who had dip in their mouth, didn't the, uh, did the Blackjacks, Original Blackjacks have uh, dip in when they would be doing a lot of their promos. I can't remember. Now, I know Stan Hansen always did. And I think there there might be, I don't know if there's footage of it somewhere where he started choking on it in the oh, middle geez. of his promo and he had to keep going. Wow. <laughs> Whoops. How about when, uh, when Skinner? Remember I Skinner? love Steve Kern. Oh, my God. And it'd be running down his shirt. Yes. Gross. It was black licorice. That would well. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. He had the promos where you would have the uh, the hunting knife in his mouth, and then he'd rise up above the water. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I wish I had time, more time to work with him over the years and pick his brain. He's got a great mind for the business. Have you guys ever seen anybody cut promos and get so pissed off in the midst of trying to do them because they keep flubbing something? or Rhino. <laughs> he would get pissed oh and every every take that he would screw up he'd, he'd start cussing and then every time it would happen again after that he'd get more and more mad more frustrated and louder and more and more cussing and we'd be out in the hallway you could hear it all we'd be laughing our butts off <laughs> and he'd end up having to take like 15 takes or something and he would get more frustrated every time it was hilarious though and you go, hey, Rhino, hurry what? up, will you? <laughs> Would he ever say anything if he if he heard you guys laughing when he came out? No, no well, he knew. Yeah, I mean, it's just good-natured ribbing. Right. But Fon- yeah, Fonzie no, would take forever, too. Oh, Fonzie and RVD would take forever. So just to kind of educate some fans, too, just because me being a fan, wanting to kind of like pull the curtain back and, and know different things – were you guys ever given, you know, a time frame of, hey, you're going to do this, but you need to keep it down to 30 seconds, a minute, or would it be something where do what you need to do and then it would just get edited in post-production? ECW, Paul kind of let you just go. Yeah. And if it was good, great. If not, then he'd cut it up. It's like the Pulp Fiction montages. Right. Or he'd just have, ah, you did good to do another one. <laughs> yeah, just make you do another one. The devil was never happy with his. The devil... Normally, really? guy, oh my god! Normally, you know, the guys would cut a promo and they'd fuck it up. They go, ah, okay, let me do it again. But the devil, we would always have to go last because we always had some sort of theatrical bullshit going along with it. Either I'm in a swimming pool, swimming in an empty pool, just swimming in glass, or or I'm <laughs> like a marionette where we're doing fireballs or doing something like that. We would have to do the promo. And Vandy either wouldn't like his delivery, or if he liked the delivery, he wanted to watch it to see how it looked first, to make sure everything was where the way we wanted it. And if he didn't like it, we'd do it again. So instead of just, oh, fuck, do it again, it was do it. Hey, that was pretty good. We'd have to watch it, and then he'd see something he didn't like, and we'd have to do it again. Interesting. And I bet you most of them were fine. Oh, yeah. But he just, you know, he wanted it to be the best it could be. 
know, a perfectionist, that's, which that's which was right. fine, except for things like where I'm like yeah. setting my ass on fire, or I'm swimming in glass, or I'm hogtied <laughs> on a so table, keep doing it with a you know with with a, a flaming table tied up like a pig for Thanksgiving dinner. Like, can, can you please get this right? You know, when it comes to some of the the most famous promos of all time, and now that I'm looking at the backdrop and I'm able to kind of see where this probably took place at. The uh, the infamous Kane Dewey promo. I wonder if that was at the at the house itself. Uh, I don't remember. It's a damn good promo too. Kane Dewey. Yes. He was so mad about that. Legitimately, he was pissed. Like he was just angry. Right. That somebody somebody would actually say Kane Dewey. Right. He just like you know disturbing. So that's interesting. It's a little behind the scenes as far as what happened, you know, promo-wise. It kind of maybe fills in the gaps a little bit with uh, when you watch the movie Beyond the Mat. You obviously saw the woman who was ironing. I wanted to kind of touch on that. Um, And the person, the producer that was behind that, which was Ron Buffone. Very cool. I have another interesting story that uh, I I wonder if, uh, if Jerry could elaborate on a little bit. Do you know anything about... You, Rob Van Dam, and a bowl of cereal? That when I first met him and had to help him eat? Uh, <laughs> oh, my. It was back in 97. So this was going to launch the feud between Rob Van Dam and Mr. Jerry Lynn. So what do you remember it before I kind of go into it? Well... It was the first time I met Rob was I was already on the plane and I was sitting, you know, towards the front and Rob came on and I saw him walking down the aisle and I stopped him and introduced myself and, and he went back and sat further back in the plane. I don't know where, I can't remember what, how far back, but anyway, I thought, well, I don't want to, and the plane was half empty. So I thought, well, I don't want to be rude or anything. So I went back and sat by him and started talking well i hadn't realized that before he got on the plane he took a few scooby snacks Uh-oh. so yes <laughs> meaning somas and by the time they brought the beverage cart and stuff and the snacks and I, the somas started kicking in and he started getting the shaky puddings <laughs> and he was in the window seat and I was in the aisle seat and I used, he couldn't get open. I can't remember what it was, crackers or something or, and, uh, the guy across the aisle kind of leans forward and is looking over at him. Like, what is wrong with this guy? So I quick grab whatever it was that Rob had. He was trying to open. I quick ripped him open and handed him back because I didn't want the guy to call the flight attendant or something and say there's something wrong with this guy. So, and then I think, yeah, I I had this. I can't remember. I probably did have to help him eat a little bit there. I can't remember. He he probably remembers it better than me, and he was really loopy. But, uh, yeah, so that's the first time I met Rob. Then after we got off the plane... Yeah, uh, went and got a car rental together, and then on the way to the building, we stopped at an old country buffet. And <laughs> oh, round two, and then, yes, round two. 
<laughs> I'm up at the salad bar, and he comes up there, and he's doing what I call the baby walk. <laughs> I don't know. People who have seen people on muscle relaxers know what the baby walk is. It's like a little baby learning to walk for the first time. And so he, he comes up to the salad bar and proceeds to get his salad. Well, I go sit down at the table, and he comes back. And uh, every time he goes to scoop some food or something on his fork, he pushes half of it off the end of his plate onto the table and then gets a little bit into his mouth. So next to the plate on the table was a little pile of salad. But, uh, so I, I can't, I don't, I don't know if I helped him eat at the restaurant or not. I probably didn't. I didn't, you know, well, I was trying to attract as less little attention as possible to our table. But so I just uh, I just helped him out and took care of him the first time we met. Nice. Yeah, that that basically fits the story that I uh, when I did my research on this, I found out. But um, the plane ride, the somas, the cereal. Um, but did you realize this not long after the plane ride? Uh, RVD was scheduled to wrestle Jerry Lynn in the ECW arena. Paul and Sabu thought it would be a quick match to enhance RVD and give him a much-needed win. It was originally only supposed to go eight minutes, but it went much longer than that. Um, in, RVD does remember the serial incident and thought Lynn deserved uh, some more credit for that. So he was appreciative of that. Yeah, he didn't tell me till gosh, maybe a... A year or so later about that they only wanted it to be a quick match because i didn't even know that night but i didn't know the first time i worked sabu in ecw sabu was a little hot because paulie told him he wanted to just have like a four or five minute match with me and i don't think paulie re realized that we'd worked each other before you know in i think up in the midwest and over in japan so for Sabu's cousin? <laughs> no, not there. Was yes. a skateboard involved in <laughs> one of those old-fashioned coffins that oh. has the triangle at the top? I want to hurt you so bad right now. For a, split, for, a, <laughs> for a split second, Jerry, I thought you were going there. I did. No, no. I'll never go there again as long as I live. But uh, Sabu was hot, and he said, told me what was going on. He said, screw that. We're going as long as we want. I was like, all right, that's cool. So I thought that was nice of Sabu. Sabu is a very giving person, contrary to what people might believe. He is. He just didn't like to lose. He didn't like to lose as far as he wanted. He didn't want his character to be diminished or. He didn't want to lose. Do you find there's a decent amount of people who don't want to lose, or do you feel like there's a small yes. group of those individuals? No, there's a decent amount. Yeah. Who wants to lose? I don't, wow. I never wanted to lose either, but I did it. I did it really well. Well, okay. But we even talked about this. You guys, it, it, it isn't know. about winning and losing though. Job squad. Pin me, pay me. One, right. two, three, baby. It, it's a show. Yep. I mean, in a real fight, that might be a completely different situation, but it's a show and you're out there to either get another guy over or 
He's supposed to get you over, so it's... Sabu was very influenced by his uncle. And his uncle was very old school, where you do not lose. Mm -hmm. And if you were going to lose, there was enough tomfoolery going around where it didn't hurt if you lost. So the Sheik was very into, you're not going to lose, you don't lose, don't lose, don't lose. So that's how Sabu was. But when Sabu needed to lose and it made sense, he would do it. He put me over an MLW. When Jerry and I had the great grouping of Jerry, Christopher Daniels, and myself. Mm-hmm. In our short-lived MLW. Heel yeah, what, faction were, did with we the have devil. A, Were we called anything? or Jabronis. Yeah. You guys had your own faction, huh? We did with the devil and we... we I think we slammed Sabu's face in the door or something in the car. Yeah, yeah. We beat the shit out of him out there. Yep. We were bad. But I loved working with Sabu. He was fun. So when it came to Sabu, was he somebody who liked to drink? Did he have a favorite drink? Did he like to just go to his room and relax? Was he a very private person? See, to me, it seems like he was very private and very withdrawn. Not if, in front of the fans. Yeah, if if you know him, I mean, he's he's actually very funny. <laughs> yeah, he is. He uh, Sabu liked his four twenty. Mm-hmm. He he he'd drink a beer with you. Mm-hmm. You know, he was. Uh, <laughs> in in oh, in the soma days. You know he would. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That he would say, "I'm jamming." I, I'd seen him and Rob come out of off an elevator and doing the baby walk, and they were both were like walking right up against the wall, trying to hang on to the wall for dear life. We were in in London, and Sabu was jamming, and he, and he walked into one of those old school red phone booths uh-huh. and started yelling at "fuck you, motherfucker." <laughs> But the first time, I, oh. the first time I was in over in London, I didn't really have a lot of money, and Sabu paid for everything the entire time we were there. He would not let me pay for a thing. Uh, he's he's cool. When we were in Australia, I think we did a four city tour, and uh, in every city after the show, they had a bar for the boys to go to with a bar tab, and everyone else would putz out. And Sabu and I would be the last two there, and we'd always made sure we finished up the bar tab. <laughs> so we had a fun time that tour. And the one night we get back to the hotel, <clears throat> I think we may have been doing the 420 or something. And he says, uh, Want some Coke? I said, No. I said, That's not my thing. I said, It doesn't do nothing for me. He's like, Come on, do some Coke. I'm like, No, no. He's like, Come on. So finally I did. And I knew it was, it doesn't do anything to me, if I, you know, and it never was my, my thing. I probably tried it four times. And so the next morning I saw him, I think at the restaurant for the breakfast buffet. And I said, so did you get any sleep last night? He says, no, I was up all night. He says, how about you? I said, I fell right to sleep. He says, no more Coke for you. <laughs> I was like, I told you. That's exactly how he'd say it too. Yeah. <laughs> Sabu, every every third punch. Sorry. 
Yep. It'd be bam, bam, sorry, boom. Because every third punch was a Tato. Every third. It was like without, it became like a joke. Because I don't do it on purpose. I said, I, I know, it's just kind of funny at this point. Scars, Silence, and Super Glue is the name of the book. And you can find that uh, if you go and follow Sabu. You can follow the Super Genie. Uh, you can go to ecwsabu.com and you can get your book. I think Blue Meanie has a copy of his book, and I think Meanie's looking at that right now. So uh, I want to get my hands on that. I want to read it. I told a Sabu story in, the, in this book. Oh. Yes. When Very I, nice. When I met Ozzy. Oh. <laughs> your uh, your fanboy moment? Did you, yes. I know you I know you kid about this, but you you weren't completely starstruck, were you? Oh, at first I I was like <laughs> Yeah. It was fucking ridiculous. Like I was seriously like I was fanboying like you would not believe. I was so fucking starstruck that I could I couldn't even I could barely move. I was doing the baby walk and I was perfectly sober. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the shaky puddings. Wow. So what what did you end up saying after you uh, gained composure? Well, he asked me what I did for a living. I said, "Oh, I'm a, a pro wrestler." He goes, "Cause uh, I did pro wrestling." I said, "I went April six, April seventh, nineteen eighty six to Chicago." The Rosemont Horizon. Oh, my God. He matters to British Bulldog with Captain Lou Albano. And he went, yeah. Wow. You wore pink. No, then he said he asked me to watch wrestling earlier that day. And he watched ECW. And he, he goes, oh, he goes, uh, some guy in his pajamas. And I thought it was Sandman. Right. I said, oh, with with the, with the beard? And he goes, you know, the, the blonde hair and the beard. He goes, no, this guy, he he, he was doing flips through, through tables and shit. I said, oh, that's Sabu. He goes, yeah, that's him, Sabu. He goes, he's a sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit. Did you end up getting a picture with him? No. This was before, fuck. you know, cameras had phones. Phones had cameras on them. You know, but I, I yeah. had my all access pass because I had a friend. I was a friend with a DJ, right, uh, in the area, and I just well, had my all access pass. And I saw Zach Wild. I said, "Hey, Zach, do you know where?" He goes, "Down the hallway in the left." <laughs> so I walked down, and you know, so I got, got past security because I had my all access pass. And I'm, I'm looking in the in the in the room, in the door, and there's Ozzy getting his his eyes put on. And I'm just like staring at him. Like I, I was like, holy fuck. It's Ozzy. He's putting his eyes on. Holy shit. Like, oh, this is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> and he, 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 he looks at He sees me in the mirror. And he goes, he goes, hey, what are you doing? I go, oh, uh, 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 come on in. And I'm like, holy fuck. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. And I was sweating like I couldn't fucking. It was unbelievable. And how old were you at the time? Uh, I don't know, 23, 24, maybe. Wow. Wow. But I was completely blown away. And, like, super nice. Like, he could have he could, could saw me in the wind. Get the fuck out of here. 
Which would have been fine too. I would I would have laughed about that, but he was very you know, engaging. He has a it's weird, like there there are some people I don't know, Mike, maybe Mike, you've seen this, but I know Jerry, you've seen it. There are some people that when you're in their presence, they just have an aura about them. Mm-hmm. There's just something about them. They have a charisma that you just can't put a finger on. And Ozzy has that charisma. Just He's just got this aura about him where there's just something special about him. you know. And, and there are certain guys that have that, like The Rock has it, Steve Austin has it. All the top guys have it. I have the anti-aura. <laughs> You're the antidote. I, 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 I have more like a four watt bulb, <laughs> somewhat dim, uh, uh, a hamster on a fucking wheel. <laughs> well, my light bulb was powered by a fucking wire and a fucking baked potato. You can hear it buzz. <laughs> you, you, it's fading out. You feel it. Well, the end is near on this one. Well, didn't Matt Coon say when he met Jerry, Jerry's just like a regular guy who's going to hang out with everybody, then then go cut his grass and have lunch? Yeah. That's so, true. I probably did have to go cut my grass. And some people just don't want that attention on them after they're done performing. W- would you say that kind of applies to a lot of guys in the industry, like when they go – either to a restaurant or they go to a grocery store or a gas station. Were you guys hounded a lot when it came to, or at least the guys you were with? Because there were some guys that obviously they stuck out so much that it would be really hard for them not to get like Bam Bam Bigelow. I mean, there's only one guy that looks like Bam Bam Bigelow. I mean, were there, were there people that just naturally drew attention to them just because of the way their build was? Well, obviously, I mean, you have guys like The Big Show. I mean, they're going to draw attention no matter what. Right. But I mean, people like a little little less obvious than that. I mean, you know. Uh, Well, when I was in WCW, I traveled a loop with Lex Luger. And we went to a mall one time. And if a person came up and asked for an autograph, he'd tell them, sure, but you got to keep moving with me. Because, and he told me, he says, if, if I were to stop, he said it'd be all over with. He'd just be surrounded by a mob of people. And it was true. If he'd stopped, it'd have been, <laughs> he'd have been dead in the water. Yeah, you have guys that have that. They just stand out because of the size of them. And then you have people that stand out just because they stand out. Like Terry Funk, for example. Terry Funk was always Terry Funk. He had that walk. He was a little bit discombobulated, <laughs> and he, but he was like that. But he was like that all the time because ah, I'm going to stand here. I'm looking for water. Where's the water? And he would just go into Terry Funk mode in the middle of like a rest area. <laughs> you know, it's just. You know. My click though, I I was like if I was traveling with PJ or Spike or, or them, we were very not big. We weren't like super famous and we didn't stand out in a crowd. So we could pretty much go around with no problem. Right. Until I dyed my hair fucking fire engine red and had it fucking down to my shoulders. Well, then fuck, I couldn't do anything. Then it was, especially up here in the Northeast. I mean, every, every time I go somewhere, you know, unless I had a baseball hat on where I could hide my hair. But if I was at a restaurant somewhere where you can't really wear a hat, I said, well, here we go. 
And you I, I had an easy Clark Kent disguise. I would. This was before I got LASIK. I would just put my hair up in a ponytail and put on my glasses, and that was my Clark Kent disguise. And it was great when I went to WWF. I was traveling with Spike. Right. And <laughs> anytime we'd get out of the car at the building to pull out our bags, they'd be just all over Spike. And I'd be in my Clark Kent disguise, and I'd just grab my bag and just start wandering off. <laughs> and Spike would get hot because I'd leave him there. <laughs> Do you know any guys who would really relish in being, you know, stopped or whatnot or was it more of kind of an inconvenience would you say for most guys oh you've got guys that if you're out with the boys and stuff like at a bar or something or the minute they see someone that doesn't know them or something right away i'm a pro wrestler it's like shut up (laughs) fuck off yeah i would always just like go to the bar and have a good time if people who knew I was, great. If they didn't, I give zero fucks. I just want to have fun. Exactly. All right. With that being said, we've gone down memory lane for quite a while this evening. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh. <laughs> can't think of anything offhand. Oh my we god. We pretty much covered a lot tonight. Serious, we seriously. Did. When the flying fuck, Freeland, are you going to cover what? this fucking contest? I'm tired oh of fucking god. hearing about it. If the, you know if the fucking Metallic X fucking guy, one more fucking time about this fucking <laughs> thing, I'm going to fucking go <laughs> fucking stroke out and go fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> I'm tired of fucking hearing about it. Hey, let's have a contest, everybody. If you do a fucking great impression, we'll bring you on the air. And we'll have a fucking three-way dance. And then, 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 We haven't done jack fucking shit. It's been six fucking months. We've done fucking nothing with it. Chris Hamrick has messaged me. I didn't do it. That was my buddy. I don't give a fuck who did fucking anything at this point. Give everybody a fucking picture. Give everybody a fucking shirt that nobody else fucking buys, even though they're fucking printed as fucking on demand. And who gives a flying fuck? Let's just end this. Let's stop fucking talking about it. And let's be fucking done. For fuck's sakes. Fucking contest. Could you repeat that? I, well, I, wait a minute. Who else is talking about it? I'm not, nobody, I'm not mentioning nobody. it. Nobody. That's why the fucking contest was a fucking flop. Nobody fucking talks about it. Wait a minute. It. Nobody fucking entered. No one buys fucking t-shirts. No one fucking does anything. We do this fucking shit every week, every week, every week. And you're busting my balls. Hey, we should have mini shows and extra content. For what? <laughs> For what? <laughs> nothing. For my- absolutely fuck nothing. I sit here, it's 2 a.m., we've been recording this fucking thing for six fucking hours, while Jerry gets his fucking computer online, going for a walk, worried about getting dog fucking cat shit in his fucking face. I'm sitting back here, drinking my hell out of fucking beer, your microphone's cutting in and out all night long, and I'm sitting there going, I'm trying to be professional! And the fucking poor Halifax man has to edit this bullshit. And somehow, in some way, after six hours of fucking recording, get 43 fucking minutes. Ha 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 ha
god. Yeah. Uh, I think at this point, I think we're all kind of... Sign off the rocket ship and go to part no! <laughs> Seriously, who buys a fucking shirt? Nobody. Nobody buys fucking... Nobody buys shit. Any downloads we had last week, Freeland? 62. 60 fuck two. That was it? Last week we had 62 shirts that no, sold? 62 fucking listeners. 62 fucking downloads. Nobody listens, nobody listens to this shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh more people that live in my cul-de-sac. S- sitting here for fucking six hours recording fucking thing. I try to leave to go to the bathroom because God forbid I fucking sit here any fucking longer. I come back just to see what fucking time it is. Oh, look, it's 11.53. I step on a fucking dope ball and goddamn break my ankle. Podcasting is dangerous. It is. <sighs> With that being said, if you're interested in picking oh, up a shirt, you can head over to ProWrestlingTees.com and get yourself a Mikey Whipwreck shirt or a Jerry Lynn shirt or a Front Row Material shirt. Or if you'd like to go ahead and get some other merchandise from the show, shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash FRM pod. Hey, if you're yes. if you're digging what we're doing, just completely ignore us and don't acknowledge us one way or another. Don't put a review on iTunes. Don't buy a fucking shirt. Don't comment on fucking Facebook. Don't retweet that you want to see us at fucking Starcast, even though I'm fucking banned anyway. Well, maybe we can change that though. We have we have uh, we have ways of of changing things. We're a big deal. I just need you to believe that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> We're a fucking big deal. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got. Me too. Mikey, Mikey, is there anything else you would like to say? Anything else you want to get off your chest at this point? Uh, Blair. <laughs> no, I have nothing else to say. Would you like to sign us off this week? I fucking signed off fucking six hours ago. You just keep fucking yipping. <laughs> 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 Oh, God. All right. We'll, At least you we'll, cleared we'll up your fucking microphone to... issues. Are you talking to Jerry? You're talking to you... me. Well, my microphone was fine. You were, I think you were fucking with me. Were you seriously messing with me? I went through six pairs of headphones because you kept telling me I kept cutting out. I think you just kept muting me. You have that many headphones? I think you went through six pairs of shorts. <clears throat> no. Two. That was me and my match with Barry Horowitz. Yeah, so you only farted. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) All right, with that being said, we're going to put Jerry to bed and and Mikey Mikey needs a stiff drink. For Mikey Whipwreck, for Jerry Lynn, I am your host, Mike Freeland. I hope you enjoyed this week. We will catch you next week. They don't enjoy this shit. They just fucking appease us. There's nothing else to do when they ride to work. Let's listen to three people who's worse off than I am. Oh, Mikey, Jerry, and Freeland. That'll make me feel better about myself. (laughs) Uh, Yep. That's going to do it. We'll catch you next week. World famous international wrestling superstars. Getting up for fucking work at 3 o'clock in the fucking morning. (laughs) 
with poop on her face. Fucking ham and eggers. See you next week. We're fucking civilians. The world of MLW Radio never stops.